the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A great preschool for half the regular tuition price? Anointed Steps Academy is Christian-owned and operated and is for infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. Anointed Steps features an individualized curriculum. There's a low teacher-per-child ratio and nutritious meals and snacks are provided. Licensed by Texas Department of Family and Protective Services. Regular tuition price is $42.90, but for a limited time, it's only $21.45. Call Susan at 713-260-6116 or go to am1070theanswer.com. Hey Houston, I'm John Ziegler, and each Sunday night, my co-host Leah Brandon and I get together and we discuss the news of the week and the events of our sometimes strange lives in a way that I promise you will not hear anywhere else on the radio, or else we'll give you your money back, guaranteed. It's informative, it's entertaining, it's provocative, and yes, it's unique. It's the John and Leah Show, Sunday nights, only right here on AM 1070, The Answer. Sunday nights at 9 on AM 1070, The Answer. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. And welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always, every Saturday here on the Max Out Savings Show, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Now we live in some of the most uncertain times i i really think the most some of the most uncertain you really have to go back to the depression uh in world war ii uh to find anything remotely close to what we have uh in, in the world today and and we have a a slow growth economy with the worst gdp returns since uh what since uh in the last eight years really since the great depression uh you have a situation where the Federal Reserve has has moved uh, very, very aggressively to to launch us into more of a planned economy that seems to be failing, and uh, with the lowest interest rates in the history of the world, and uh, not just them, but central banks around the world. The central banks thought that they could move in and coordinate and globally manage the economy. It's proving to be a failure. Uh, they, they, they're starting to lose control. And, and it, so these are extraordinary times uh, that we live in. Uh, unlike anything, uh, I, I really, I, like I said, I really think you have to go back to the Depression and World War II. The Depression, we had massive unemployment, uh, huge problems. In World War II, you know, at first we weren't sure we could actually beat the Germans. We reallocated a massive amount of our, of our infrastructure, of our, uh, uh, production over to to war production, 
We brought women into the workforce in an incredible way, and and we we redid the entire economy within five years, uh, and, and and fought the Germans and and did something that nobody thought was possible. Adolf Hitler and his group really did not think the Americans were, would be able to do what we did industrially in the United States of America, but we did it, and uh, and that and that's why we won the war. I, had they known that that we were were capable of this, they would not have attacked Britain, and. Uh, and and they would have probably stayed out, uh, tried to, and, and, the, and the Japanese would have stayed out from attacking the United States. It was a mistake. It's always a mistake to underestimate the United States of America. History is littered uh, going back to King George with people that underestimated the American people. And and, and we are in a time, again, similar to this. Uh, we here, here we've had eight years of very subpar growth. Uh, the uh, uh, we're losing a generation of, of youth in this country because they can't get jobs. It, uh, and uh, what have we done during that time frame? Basically, we've had a group of people at the Federal Reserve that have come in and said, look, we can make things better. Stay, get out of the way. Let us do it with interest rates and work with the planned economy. It's been an abject, un, uh, uncompromising, complete failure Uh at the Federal Reserve, the the chief architect this and the Rasmussen, uh, a modern day Rasmussen, is really been Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke was there at the start of this under Greenspan. He was the architect of this. Uh, this of uh, the idea that we can control economies using interest rates and have a managed economy. He's been there the whole time, and and, and it's been very disappointing. And and uh, look, I've studied the Fed for decades. And uh, back in the day, the Fed would sit there and they would come along. It, they would be the adult in the room. I, I I can remember Paul Volcker shaking his finger at Congress. Uh, you know, you guys need to clean your act up. You need to do this. You need to do that. You deregulate taxes, whatever. At the time. Uh, same thing with Alan Greenspan. Uh, once once uh, 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 Barack Obama came into power, all of a sudden the Federal Reserve said, look, we'll just cut rates down to the lowest point in history. We'll take the Fed funds to zero or 0.15 percent close to zero. We won't say anything. They never said anything to Congress. They never said that they needed to to deregulate. They never said that they needed to cut entitlements. They never said they needed to cut deficit spending. They never said that they needed to cut taxes. They didn't do anything and and Congress was was allowed was it basically let let Congress off the hook for managing the United States of America. We've had eight years of no growth. We've had eight years of no job growth. We've lost a generation of Americans in this country of our youth and it has been an absolute catastrophic disaster for this country. And and I think it's start we start calling out some of these people that did that. It's not just been Ben Bernanke. One of the, the great enabler uh, of this entire thing has been the Federal Reserve. And and now here we are uh coming up uh with the new presidential election. We're going to have to decide between another Alinsky acolyte in Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. And uh, there's people out there that, that that basically believe Donald Trump's the worst guy in the world, and they would rather have an Alinsky acolyte in Hillary Clinton, including many Republicans, than ever vote for Donald Trump because he's such a bad guy. If you look through his life, he's done nothing. It, it, it's that is remarkable, and, and and I think it is time for people for Republicans to pull together and to defend the United States of America and uh, understand who the enemy is. 
and uh, the, the, the there's been two people running for president in the last two hundred and something years that that were basically taught courses or did their theses on uh, on Saul Alinsky, uh, uh, who wrote a book, Rules for Radical, uh, how to divide up the American people, how to play play them against each other. Uh, the book was actually dedicated to uh, Satan. It's a go look look at the cover of the book. I mean, look at the inside cover. It, it, we had two people, uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. And uh, I'm not making this up. You can go look it up yourself. And 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 here we are. We're going to get another Alinsky uh, acolyte. In. Why do you think we have the worst race relations since the 1950s? I actually think it's worse. And uh, because th- that's what Alinsky people do. They they divide people up. They divide people up by their color of their skin, by how much they make, by, by where they're from, whether immigrants or not. They want to divide up. So instead of in, in plumus unum, in many one, they say in one, we look at many and divide them up and have each fighting against the other one. It, this has been a disaster for this country. The world is starting to change. I think it's starting to change for the better, but we have to understand the problems out there. We have to understand what we're up against, and we have to really understand that we have the ability to change it for the better, and so, and I, I think we're starting to see that. Uh, it, 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 and so, in this world, you have to be more cautious with your money. You've got to, you have to cut back your spending. You have to save more money. You have to invest in 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 your family. You have to invest in your savings. It, it, and that, that's the world we live in. I, I saw a, a reading so story on Tom Ford, the the uh, the great designer. He made the comment that. That, that 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 consumers aren't going out like they used to do and doing stuff that's because they're frightened they're not spending big money on fashion they're frightened they're nervous they understand they have to save more money and they understand they have to protect themselves because they're increasingly viewing the government as an ineffective uh, organization that that will not be there for their retirement will not be there for their social security will not be there for their medicaid or medicare and so Understand in this very uncertain world, unlike when we've had anything, you have to save more money and you have to be more, you have to reduce the risk to your portfolio. And so uh, that that is something I think is, is a big deal. And this is the reason we talk about this. This is why we say save aggressively as much as you can and then conservatively invest the money. What, where have the world is breaking? This is how the world is breaking down. There's two groups of people in the world. There's the conservative people that that uh, that basically live reasonably frugally, or they, they they build their family up, they spend money on their family, uh, they, they 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 do things. Then there's other people that just act more recklessly. And and so I saw a a. a yeah, we won't go that way. The but 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 the uh, I'll cover that a little later show. But but what you're seeing is is the people that have been running up the debt, the the most reckless, the taking the the gamblers, the the people risk taking, making foolish decisions, have been constantly bailed out by the Barack Obama administration and have have been bailed out by the Federal Reserve most of all. The Federal Reserve has come out and said, look, savers, you're not going to get to save any money anymore. Uh, I mean, you, you can save money, but you can, you won't be able to sit there and we're not going to pay you anything on it. We're going to give you zero on your CD, on your money market fund. That's not fair to them. What you're doing is you're subsidizing the other people. We live in a world today where a lot of the majority of the S&P 500 companies are aggressively buying back as much stock as they can they're taking on debt to do it. 
they're they're taking on debt to buy back their stock because it increases their earnings uh, by reducing the share count. Increases the earnings per share. It does not increase the earnings. It increases the earnings per share. Uh, but what they're not doing is they're not spending money on new plant and equipment. They're not spending money on on uh, uh, plants that create jobs. They're not spending money on R and D to build for the future. Uh, it, it, and they're not planning long-term in these companies. They're basically managing these things for the next quarter's earnings. So what we have is declining productivity. And this sounds kind of complicated, but productivity is real simple. Is It's simply, I'm a worker, how productive I am, am I in the economy? How much production is the economy getting out of me? In a world today where we have robotics, computer power has fundamentally changed everything. Computer power is now so powerful and our chips are so fast that we're able to do a lot more with with computers. I was talking to my son. He was he, he he's been working on uh, machine learning, uh, uh, programming machine learning, and which goes right over my head. Uh, and but but basically, what what it is 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 we're able to do so much more with our with uh, with robotics, with computers, with machinery, and everything. Productivity should be going up per worker, but it's not. Why is it? Because you got a bunch of CEOs in corporate America, basically buying back stock to try to push the price of their stock up so they get their bonuses and they can all cash out. And and so they're not putting the money in plan and equipment. They're not putting it into research and development. The you know the drug companies they're spending less and less. And oftentimes, even more disturbing are people like Milam Lab that 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 hire government lobbyists to get rid of all the competitors uh in their in their business and then called the hiring of the attorneys and the government lobbyists to manipulate Washington is research and development. That's not research and development. That's a higher level of organized crime. And this is what we're gonna have to clean up. And I think we're gonna have to make some changes in the United States and you're gonna see those changes make. But in the interim, things are gonna get very interesting. Things are gonna change dramatically. We have we have a a presidential election coming out. Is it going to be Hillary or is it going to be Donald Trump? The the the, the uh, East Coast establishment media has assured us that Hillary Clinton has an insurmountable lead that cannot possibly. She has no way she can possibly lose this election. We'll see. Uh, the I think the uh, the confidence in the American media is the only people worse confidence is basically Congress. I think they're at thirteen percent. I think the media is at seventeen percent. They don't believe them, uh, and so you got a, a kind of a real battle. But right now, people aren't real sure. Are we going to go the more socialist route under Hillary Clinton? But but Wall Street feels comfortable because they know she, they're going to protect her. Or is it going to be the D- Donald Trump where Wall Street and the establishment is very frightened of him because they don't know what he's going to do? Uh, let me ask you something. We're running uh, – I saw some story, some comment about uh, – there's a great uh, article. Uh, uh, I think it's called Flight 93. It's been talked about a lot. But they, they make the comment that Donald Trump – is the is the most uh, liberal liberal person that we've run since Thomas Dewey? Look, I had a top Republican a year ago tell me he's the worst, not the worst, but the most liberal Republican we've ever run. Why is everyone so afraid of Donald Trump if he's such a liberal? Why are the Democrats so terrified? Why the, is the assassin? Because they can't control him, and that's very frightening to him. Now, so it, it, to, that's very frightening to them. So we got a, a big, huge unknown. 
Against that, we have a stock market at record high levels, record high price-to-cash flow numbers, record high price-to-sales numbers, exceptionally expensive market, record low interest rates. Against those two things don't add up. I tell you what, we're going to be back here after this quick break, but if you got any questions or comments, and I'm going to try to cover what's going to happen next, yes, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. And go to the website, sign up for our free newsletter, or you can sit down, sign up an appointment with me, and show we, you, we'll show you how we manage money at Max Out Savings Advisors. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-207-1265. 800-207-1265. 800-207-1265. One day has changed the world forever. One day has made us rethink our homeland security. One day has us looking at the world in a different light. One day that will live in infamy. Today, we honor the innocent victims, first responders, and their families of the worst terrorist attack on U.S. soil. May we never forget. 9-11. From AM 1070, The Answer. Never forget. AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. you got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Lynn did. Hello, Lynn. Hey. Uh, good morning, Ted. Um Ted, don't you think this is a bond-buying opportunity? I mean, this uh, Fed, um, regional Fed governor in Boston, Rosengren, yes, yeah. he's talking about raising rates, and this affected the market, the bond market on uh, stocks Friday. Uh, I'm wondering if that's just a ruse. I mean, the Fed's not data-driven. They're politically driven. We know that. Yeah. So, I mean, is this not – I mean – would you agree that this is just a ruse to see uh, if talking about rising, raising interest, short-term interest rates uh, is, you know, what effect it would have on the stock market so that they can make a decision next week? Uh, you know, I, I tell you what, uh, it, it might be. I, I don't think so. I, I, I think if you go back to the, to the Aspen 
uh, Institute uh, talk by Stanley Fisher, uh, of the vice chairman of the Fed, he makes some comments that he, he points out that, look, over the last two years, we've had a 25 percent, I'm paraphrasing, 25 percent increase in the dollar. The yen is, has, they, they, there's been sort of a, a, a run on the yen, not a run on the yen, but the yen had, a, had a, an unexpected drop. We had Brexit. We had the, 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 the surprise drop in the stock market earlier in the year. We went down about 17 percent or so. And during that time frame, hiring in the economy kept on a pretty s- steady pace. And I think what he's saying is, is look, He's laying out the case that, look, we don't have to dance to the stock market. It, if you look at the underlying economy, and this is something that goes back to 1990, uh, yeah, 1999, by the way. But, but I, I, he, I think he is laying out the case of the last two years that, that stock market moves have not affected the economy. So the Fed does not need to be as ju- dance to the tune of the market as much as possible. I think the Fed wants to raise rates for a couple reasons. Uh, Mario Draghi this week came out and, and said he didn't extend the quantitative easing past March. He also didn't expand the buying of the different assets. It it it, it, it really they, the the feeling seems to be that look they're in deflation over there have negative interest rates. It's not working. They have to get the euro lower. It's, their only alternative is currencies in the world today, and so. In order to get the euro lower, the best way to do it is raise interest rates in the United States, which will raise the dollar and drop the euro. The second thing is, if you're the Federal Reserve, do you want to be sitting there and eight years with Barack Obama, he he gets to deal with almost zero interest, uh, zero Fed funds rate, effectively, uh, the lowest in all of history. And then the minute the new president, be it Trump or Hillary, get in, they have to suddenly raise rates. That president is that person's going to be go. Hey, well, why did why did uh, Barack Obama get that type of, of of free free ride? And we and all of a sudden you start raising rates coming in. To, once I start the presidency, and the other thing is, I think there's a fear at the Fed that rates are right now about 0.4 percent Fed funds. If this if Inter, there's so much money in the world it starts catching fire on them and it starts pouring into the markets and everything else. If they raise rates a quarter of a point, it ain't going to make any difference. If they raise point, a half a point, it, and then so this thing could get away from them on the upside and force them to raise rates at a much higher level in the future. And so I think there's a strong possibility they raise rates in September or sometime this year. I think the economy is very weak. I think this should have been done a year ago. But I, I go. I, I think the key thing in, the, in, the, in this long-winded answer is really uh, take a look at Stanley Fisher's uh, speech. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. They have short memories. So they raised rates in uh, last December and the market tank. Yeah. So. But but what Stanley Fisher says, Lynn, is he says, look, when all that happened, the economy kept doing pretty well. It it really didn't disrupt the economy. And I think what they're trying to do is I think they want to get I, – I think that people at the Fed feel they're too in, – in, in the Republicans – look, I talk to these people – are really concerned about the Fed. And and I think they feel they're too, too connected to Wall Street, and I think they are also too loose right now, and rates are too low. And there's a major school of thought that these low rates are damaging the economy. And so I think what Stanley's doing, he's laying out the case for them to break from Wall Street, and this is a way to do it. And this is the way Trump – look, Trump is not happy. Trump basically said that the Fed has rates too low, and they've artificially 
hit push the market up and and now uh it's and it's going to fall apart so they well, want to I, get ahead of all this stuff well don't you think that even though they raise short-term rates uh uh, uh, longer-term bonds will uh, do better, actually? Uh, over the long-term, yes. Near-term, no. Uh, a couple things I'm looking at. Uh, it, it, if you it, it, Right now, there is no volatility in the market. There's no volume in the market, and everything is moving in one direction or another, and everyone is – you're getting these huge outside swings. They're all going to start hitting the, the – we sold some of our long bonds uh, Friday – and that my thinking is this, and this I've gone out on a little on the limb here on this one, but uh, I'd like to move in closer to reduce volatility. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really looking at is I think Trump is the likely presidential candidate. If Trump's a likely presidential candidate, China is going to be in an uproar in, in a lot of the other countries around the world, particularly China. The one way they can express their displeasure is start selling down the uh, – the, the selling U.S. bonds and pushing U.S. rates up to somewhat give the idea that they're unhappy and sort of force, you know, force uh, to let people kind of as a, as a cannon shot. And I also think that tremendous uncertainty. There's a lot of, of very smart people, uh, very uh, uh, huge, uh, you know, big money managers and, and leaders around the world that have just convinced themselves Trump is the end of the world. I think they're wrong. But but they're going to kind of – I think you're going to see some type of panic. And, and I think – keep in mind, if Trump gets in there, what's he going to do? More infrastructure spending. If Hillary gets in there, what's he gonna, she going to do? More infrastructure spending, higher deficits, likely higher rates. But remember, we're at the lowest rates, close to the lowest rates in history. A month and a half ago, we had the lowest rates in the history of the U.S. So we can take rates up a little bit. And it's not going to affect the economy, I don't believe. And that's how I think this thing is going to play out. It's very, very complicated, but that's how I I, I think it's going to play out. So I think you're going to have between now and and, and maybe December to January, you're going to have a lot of volatility in the asset classes around the world as people scramble to try to figure out to reset for for Hillary or Trump, reset for uh, Fed increase uh, short-term rates or not. And and you're going to see a, a lot of scrambling in these asset classes, the movement is really kind of frightening because there's just no liquidity. Uh, there's no question about that. I mean, what's under the hood with the Republican establishment not, not, not uh, uh, going with Trump? Well, what, what's under the hood there? What are we, what, what, we, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I tell you what, I, someone I was talking to someone yesterday on this, and in the comment they kind of made was, is, look, Trump's not saying that he's part of the Republican Party, and and so they're all kind of the Republican Party, and they're the establishment. So they're like, well, you know, Donald, we're part of the game, and he's kind of saying, no, you're not. We're going to change things and go in a different direction. And I think they've kind of taken their marbles and gone home, so to speak, and pouted, and and, and it's not a fair assessment there, but uh, – I think they're going to have to come on board because the alternative is Hillary, which would be a disaster and a complete loss of the Supreme Court. Uh, look, oh man, I mean that is really worrisome. Yeah, uh, a Clinton presidency and more of this is uh, very worrisome. I, I don't, I don't see what the Lynn. I don't, I don't understand these. Look, I understand a lot of people got their feelings hurt. Of all of them, Ted Cruz has got the most reason. You know, he's the guy that fought the hardest. He's the guy that had. 
it was him or Trump to the end. And and and, and in fairness to Ted, he really not didn't get a fair shot because of uh, what's his name up in Ohio. Uh, Kasich kind of sat there and you know played tried to play spoiler. And uh, but it, and there was some bad things said. Really, that Donald said uh, about, about uh, Cruz and his family that I think he re- and he's expressed tremendous regret for. But but the rest of them really, uh, you know, they, they they need to come on board. And but I think changes need to be made in the country. We've gone ten years, in all fairness, with no changes, with the exception of Obamacare, and we've had uh, the middle class's income has declined, the middle class's future, and the working people's future. They have not gotten raises since 2008 on a real basis, and it's been a complete disaster, and, and, and no one's really watched out for these people. Well, that's why, you know, the, the real data is showing growth is slowing significantly. That's why I just wonder what the third. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing I wrestle with. I do think it is slowing. Uh, what I'm counting on is lack of liquidity and some Trump panic to push up longer rates. I see. Now, yeah, you, look, I think you can make a pretty good case that, that rates could fall. I, you know, I, I just uh, – one of the problems we're dealing with right now, Lynn, is these rates are at historic all-time lows. Now, they've come up some. They, I think we're at 133 on the 10-year, and it went up to 165, up 30 basis points. Years ago, I was buying 10 years at over 10%. So th- yeah. there's not a lot and, – and when these rates are this low – on bonds, the, the saving grace on bonds has always been, well, look, I get all this income coming in. Even if I'm wrong, after two years, I'm kind of even, even if I'm wrong. It's not a bad deal. Uh, but when you're getting virtually nothing on those rates, if you're wrong, you get hurt pretty badly. Well, those of us that are retired that are, that are in uh, dividend stocks for income are just going to get hosed then. Yeah. I, I, this is... I mean, I don't know what's going to happen here. This is not very good. So. Uh, a couple things. What I think, how I think this is going to play out is, I think you could see some jump up in the long in the rates across the board. I think of at some point they're going to want to make sure the government bond rates are low. I think they've gotten corporate rates too low and you can see these corporate you can see with all these mergers you can see with all these stock buyback programs these guys are all loading up on debt and and i think i think there's a school of thought out there that really i they're going to throw the corporates over the side of the boat so to speak they're going to try to hold the line on rising rates with governments the corporates you're going to see a lot more volatility i would i would i would be completely out of the high yield market right now for instance uh, well, I would too. And so, so look for a quick jump up in rates, particularly on the corporates. That might get you some opportunities to pick up some good rates. I am not looking for a huge increase in rates. Uh, you know, I think I think we're looking. I think we're looking closer to the 1950s and 40s, where we saw low rates for 20 years. I think that's going to be the case here, unless we get a currency collapse, and that's what we're trying to watch out for. So we're trying to. Well, that's move. why we own gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just it. And so, yeah. yeah. And gold, by the way, is holding up in this environment with the rates supposedly going up. Gold's holding up very well. Silver's a number. I just looked. Silver's a number one asset class on the commodities year to date. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, thank you again, sir. Thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, good questions. All right, you're welcome. Thank you. If you get a question or comment, you can give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seven. That might have been the longest set of questions I had a. Uh, going to call or going in, in, in a long time, but they were really good questions. And uh, 
713-339-1070. The, uh, you know, I was talking some about the, about, uh, I, I saw, I was reading through some stuff this weekend, and one thing I came up uh, across was, it was, it was, it was interesting uh, that affluent people live longer than the average person. And uh, that's kind of self, self-explanatory. Years ago, we were looking at buying some of these uh, the, these uh, insurance policies at a discount, and we actually bought some for a couple clients. and And we got the list of the of the of the insurance policies we bought, and they were all from a certain they were all from one certain ethnic group. And I kind of knew the group real well, and so I kind of was looking at it, and and I, and it all of a sudden it dawned to me that. We, these things weren't going to be as good as we thought because I figured I could kind of tell these people were going to live a long time, but but it not only do affluent live longer, but uh, not only do the affluent live longer, but savers and more frugal people live longer as well. It's not just it's not just the affluent, but savers live longer as well because they have they're much more happy. They they can do with less and they, and they enjoy their life more. And, and so it's been our experience at Max Out Savings Advisors that our clients that are big savers live longer. And so this is something as well. So you have to plan for a longer life at retirement. Uh, and that that's the important thing to, to do and to understand that. And today people are living to be 95 or more. Uh, this one mentioned 43% of, of of affluent live to 95 Uh the I'm not sure how they define that, but but you have to understand you're going to live a longer life, and and you have to plan for more, and so you you have to set up your retirement so you you can get through retirement at a reasonable rate and have a reasonably good lifestyle. How you do that is save big for retirement, have that house paid off, so you can kind of enjoy things at retirement. Let's take a quick call from Jean. Hello, Jean. How you doing? I'm really great this morning at 86, a vegetation, vegetarian, thanks to Sunshine. I wanted to oh, wow. ask you, uh, I wanted to ask you, have you heard any discussion of the United Nations recommendation to this country to pay reparations to African Americans for their enslavement of over 200 years and just 6,000 years of atrocity? as uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad has said. Yeah. I was miseducated. I didn't know any of the facts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let me, about the Catholic Church. Yeah, tell me, Jean. Let me answer that question, and uh, we'll go from there, and I get a break. Look, there, there's been talk about reparations and different things. Here's how I view reparations is, it, it, slavery was a horrible thing. It shouldn't have happened. We should all be embarrassed with it. We weren't the only country that did it. Uh, the, the the only positive that came out of slavery was it brought a large number of African American people to the United States where they have a future in the greatest country in the world, and I think they should, I, I think they should really understand that and appreciate that. Uh, I think that was a long time ago, and and there's been a lot of we before, after that we went through the Civil War, we went through the through the World War Two, World War One. I. I mean, people there was a lot of people that didn't make it through those wars supporting the country. I, that's sort of my opinion there. But if you got any other questions, 713-339-1070. By the way, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. 
Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground. And money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Your daily dose of debate. On the first day of class at a major public university, a prestigious professor begins by attacking patriotism and the Constitution. Why? We'll tell you next time on the Medved Show. And we'll review a big new movie about one of the scariest incidents in aviation history. It's directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Tom Hanks, and it's called Sully. Friday on the Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 2, right before Hugh Hewitt at 5 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, if you're not on the Max Out Savings Report list, go to the website now. We, uh, our most recent one we just sent out last week. We talk about uh, actually we talk about uh, RMDs and how uh, once you hit seventy and a half, your uh, IRA becomes a wealth distribution account, not a wealth accumulation account. And and some of the uh, do's and don'ts on that. We talk about the central banks a little bit. Uh, we, we actually talk about this big Aspen speech that, that Stanley Fisher wrote. I mean, the, the, you didn't hear about this anywhere except on the Max Out Savings Show. And we talk about how he also talks about efficient regulation is an important thing. And we, and we talk about the markets. Um, and and uh, the, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about, look, the dangers of a correction coming up. And uh, look, what do we have this week? Uh, we, we had the... the uh, the Dow on Friday it dropped uh, 390 something points, 394 points. It's back to where it was uh, in uh, early July, uh, first week or two of July. And what what look what happened here? We've been talking about this some um, uh, a couple bits of information. The over the last 40 days, 40 trading days, uh, the really really since since about mid July. The market has had about a 2.27 percent uh, difference between the high and the low. That's the that's the tightest spread where the market stayed almost as close as possible, a little over one percent on either side, 
that the market has had in a hundred years. Okay, that's known as low volatility. The the volatility just vanished out of the stock market and it, and it froze up. It, it literally almost froze up. The most in one hundred years. Trading volume dried up. It wasn't moving. Nothing was happening. And we were saying, look, things are changing. Things are coming about. Uh, and 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 then all of a sudden. You, you, you had the uh, Rosengren, uh, uh, head of the Federal Reserve of Boston, talk, and he's often viewed as, as dovish, and he kind of made some comments like they might raise rates. Uh, and, and the market in, in, in the 10-year bond jumped up dramatically. The yield jumped up, uh, and uh, the, the stock market fell 400 points. Uh, what's going on? Why did this happen? Uh, a couple things. Over the last 40 days, nothing has happened, and, 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 and this market has gotten to be like a coiled spring. You're seeing these things coming quicker and quicker. You've got the, the Fed meeting coming up. You've got the election coming up. You've got problems in Europe. You, you, you've got just all types of things happening out there, and yet the market was freezing up. It, and then when it moved, it just exploded. We've been seeing this a number of times. We saw this for Brexit uh, this year. We saw this in uh, – we, we, we saw this last uh, – uh, at the beginning of the year where the market just fell apart. And what's happening is is we're getting what's known as, as, as asset correlation is reaching almost 100% across tremendous numbers of assets, which means when one, if, if small caps go up, big cap stocks go up, uh, bond, uh, yields, yields go up, uh, or, or bonds go up, yields go down, uh, gold goes, everything, is, everything has been correlating across the board. And that's that is that that is not what you like to see. You like to see some things go up, some things go down. Is money shifting around? In 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 what this is meaning is is we're getting a binary investment world, we're either in or out type of markets, and that's a very dangerous market. Uh, with 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 the lack of volatility, what this is really telling us is is this market is coming into the September. October, November, a very dangerous season. We got a presidential election coming uh, coming up, and I think I, we've been warning you that this is going to happen. And sure enough, I, and, and and you know, it's hard to say what it's going to do Monday. And based on past history, I'd say it continues to go down. But who who knows in this environment? Uh, but but what we do know is is you ha- better have some cash in the sidelines because this thing is headed for trouble. And 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 so. Uh, so understand that. By the way, if you or come, this is the last segment of the show. If you got any questions or comments, now's the time to get in. Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. The we we talked a lot. We had a caller earlier going over some of these things, and really, it, with with a, tr- a potential Trump presidency, we've been sort of operating on the potential for a Trump presidency is bigger than people think. And and if you look at once these polls started, once the, the the polling started closing between Hillary and Trump over the last couple weeks, the market has really been starting to drop a little bit. Then it had a bounce for about three days, kind of went back up. And then this week, you started getting some Trump is a tie in Florida. Trump is a tie in Ohio. And, and the market started dropping Wednesday. It started dropping Thursday. And then Rosengren came out. And, and I think people just threw the towel in. What I want you to understand is this market is not just dropping because the Federal Reserve. It's dropping because they're not sure all of a sudden what's happening with the election. And and, 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 they, and now all of a sudden everything is up in the air. And so that is, is the world we live in. Uh, right now, 
record low interest rates, near record low interest rates, they're starting to go up. That's not positive. We have a, a market that has very high price to cash flow, high price to sales ratios. It's very expensive. And the reason it's expensive is is because people have nowhere to go with their savings because the Fed Reserve has said, look, interest rates are at record low. They, they, they're going to be at record lows. You're not going to get anything in your money. So people are scrambling around. But now as rates go up, then you're going to see a change come up. And so remember, this is a couple of things I think you're going to see with Trump. If Trump gets in, he's going to engage in infrastructure spending and big deregulation. Those are going to be positive for the economy, the infrastructure spending and some more deficit spending, which I believe, I think Hillary and Trump will both do infrastructure spending and deficit spending to try to get the economy going. They, they, that's something we've not really done with the exception of the first year. and It was pretty sloppy at the time. Uh, if Trump gets in, I think you're going to see more deregulation, which is going to be very bullish. I, I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see Job. If Hillary gets in, you're going to see more job boning on corporate America to start hiring, to start spending money, to start uh, to start investing in plant and equipment, and to start investing in R and D. I think you're going to see a lot of that and bringing jobs back to the U.S. And one way they're going to do it is they're going to cut the corporate taxes or allow a a one-time amnesty at a lower rate to bring money back into the United States of America. But understand, if Hillary or or Trump brings that money back and con- or con- we get with Congress, in, they're going to expect that money to be spent on plant and equipment, on research and development, and on jobs. They're 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 going to take a real dim view if companies bring back tens of billions of dollars, don't do any hiring, don't build plant and equipment, and start buying back stock. That road is coming to an end, and that's been a big support under the market. So. What I think is a possibility next year we could have better growth if that starts to happen. If people, particularly if Trump gets in there, I think corporate America is going to become more optimistic if he starts talking about deregulation, if he starts talking about infrastructure. And and that's that's and, and I think you could see things going well if that starts happening. It's going to put pressure on rates now. Also, what's going to put pressure on rates in the interim is going to be. A tremendous amount of uncertainty. If Trump gets elected, a lot of people elsewhere in the world are going to be really unhappy because Trump's been talking tough with them. And some of these people hold huge amounts of government bonds, U.S. government bonds, and they might start selling those bonds or they might start selling dollars to to uh, to keep uh, to to show their displeasure and. The more likely case is is I think they sell bonds versus the dollar because I think the particularly the Europeans are desperate to get their currency lower. Uh, Europe is in a deflationary environment. They have negative interest rates. It, it, want to know how crazy it's gotten in Europe? They had two companies. I think one of them was Renault that is basically junk bond status in in Europe that sold bonds at negative interest rates, which means – Fiduciaries in Europe, a fiduciary is a fancy way to say uh, the bond managers or or the insurance companies or whoever that are managing people's money took some of that money and invested with a junk bond company with lower than investment grade ratings with the expectation of losing money. And not – so not only – 
you're not getting any return on your investment. But if the if the if the junk bond defaults, you lose all your money. So it 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 would make no sense because you're going to lose money anyway to to give those people money. But that's that's the insanity that these negative interest rates have hit in Europe. And now the people are recognizing that. So instead, they're going to try to push up U.S. rates, get the dollar higher to drop the euro. So a lot of change. I'm sorry, this is a very, very uh, dense uh, talk today or or, or show. But what I want to get for you to understand is, is that things are rapidly changing. We had we had the least volatility in the stock market over the last two months in a hundred years. That's all coming to an end. And now you have got to sit there and and, and pull back. I'm looking for a pretty substantial correction in this market. And and, and I think that's what we're going to be dealing with. And, and so I think you have to understand the world today that we live in is, is very dangerous. We have talk of rates starting to move up globally. Uh, when this happened in the United States, the 10-year in Japan and Germany went to close to zero. They were negative all of a sudden. So if rates are starting to move up, you could see kind of a global uh, a sort of a global panic, a sell-off of particularly longer corporates, and that's what you've got to be careful of because everyone kind of panic. Pan- Look, when I started this business years ago, these central banks could do this type of thing. Nobody paid any attention. There was a few guys on Wall Street. Most people weren't paying that much attention, and you had time to make decisions. You had time to, to, to you know, to, to make these movements, to adjust your portfolios. Now everybody's watching, and particularly with the internet, you know you can even catch the speeches and different things. They're all making the same decision at the same time, and it leads to tremendous volatility. So you have to understand, you have to sit there and make your decisions ahead of time. You have to be in cash ahead of time because once something starts happening, you're going to have no time to get out, and that's that's the world we live in. In retirement money, you've got to protect yourself from these huge moves. In two thousand eight. Uh, we had a market that fell 57, 2008, 2009, 57%. So which means if you had if you had a, a million dollars in the S&P 500, all of a sudden you had $430,000 and you couldn't retire. In, in a world like that, you have got to have, a, have a, a risk plan in place. And that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're, we're risk managers in the stock and bond market. We invest in individual stocks and bonds. We invest in... Uh, and uh, other assets too, uh, with some mutual funds, some ETFs, and put together a, a, a portfolio to kind of try to manage through these these times and catch some of these thematics that that we see in in the market. And, and so, with your retirement, you have to understand you're going to need this money for 30 years, and it, and you cannot afford, particularly as you get close to retirement, to be wiped out by reckless actions by the Federal Reserve or or the government, or in particular, reckless Wall Street investment banks. And so if you need some help, you can go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And the other thing you can also do is sign up for the free newsletter. Uh, We talk about uh, retiring... uh, your IRA account, what happens when you get to 70 and a half? You have to take the required minimum distribution, some of the do's and don'ts on that. And by the way, if you inherit an IRA, you're going to have to make required minimum distributions. The exception being with is if, you, if you're a spouse and you inherit an IRA, you have what's known as a spousal rollover with no required minimum distribution. So as a spouse, you've got a lot of advantages. Uh, but understand, uh, we were just talking earlier, uh, the affluent and also 
the saver, people that are big savers tend to live a lot longer than people that that don't. And, and so so when you see these studies that people live an average of to be, you know, a 40% chance that one of them lives to be 95 if they're married, understand is th- those are the population overall. The actual number uh, to be ni- is 19%. The, the affluent is 43% can live to 95. And, and by the way, I also put I, that if that study were broken down on, on – uh, on frugality and paying off your house in 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 savers, I think the the savers would be in the affluent category. Uh, that's I'd like to see some research on that, but that's been our experience at Max Out Savings Advisors. So understand, you've got to sit there and plan for retirement. You have to have that house paid off by sixty five. You've got to save as aggressively as you can because you can't depend on the government. So if you need some help, go to the website. We put a lot of stuff on there. Our Max Out Savings. Work, I put this out to help you out. It, we keep a lot of simple there, – there's a lot of things that we take very simple things and talk about them on that web on that in that report. We take very complex issues and make them simple for you so you can understand. Look, in 2007, we warned you to get out of the market. There was trouble coming in investment banks were going to fail. We explained why. Almost nobody in this country did that. Everyone's now is real good at telling you about a, what's going to happen, a crisis, and the world's coming to an end. We pointed out why, what was going to happen and why in 2007 when no one did it. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and if you'd like to sit down with me, I'll go over your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement, or if you have a, an IRA rollover, a 401k rollover you need to do, we can do that at Max Out Savings Advisors. So if you need some help, go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com with an S, S maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for the free report or, or the uh, the sit-down with me. Uh, that's about it. Uh, that's what we have on the show today. Uh, remember our motto and our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is key to building up wealth over the long term. Understand we're coming into a presidential election. Fed might be raising rate. A lot of volatility. Don't let that scare you. Set your set your program up. Make sure you're risk-based adjusted correctly and you'll be okay. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.